for a lot of parents. And for me, I just kind of remind myself, listen, your entire world revolves around your kid. And if you can't be in a good conscious mind space, in a good soul space for yourself, you're never going to be the adequate parent that your child deserves. Welcome to the Daily Naked Parent Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing advocating on social media. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. Before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share a naked truth support our fellow parents and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our family. We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. If you're ready to take back your life or just continue your journey of awareness and consciousness, then let me welcome you to Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. And again, before we get to our guests, let's take a little time for ourselves and get centered. And if you want to let your eyes close and sit up straight with your spine erect and just lift your gaze to that space right between your eyebrows. And just take a deep breath in. And with that breath, take in the sounds of the room and the thoughts in your head. And don't judge anything about anything for a moment. And then we're going to do a couple inhales where we tense our fists and clench the muscles in our body and hold it at the top with the focus at the crown of our head. And then we'll hold it there and then we'll exhale and relax and we'll do that three times so one second and we will get started with a little ground music okay again inhale intense clench your fists and hold it And then exhale and let go. And inhale intense. And 
hold it with your consciousness at the crown of your head, like your breath's going to go right through the top of your scalp, and then exhale and relax. And then inhale and tense. Hold. And then exhale and let it all go. And just feel that peace within. And make this a sacred space for you. Make it a place that you can go to when you need to feel peace. It can be that constant companion. We all need a peaceful place that we can go when we need to recharge. And then take a deep breath in and breathe out all the old When you open your eyes to the new you, welcome to the Naked Parent Podcast. And thank you, Crystal Geraldo, for being with us today. I'm grateful to have you. Thank you for that. I didn't know how badly I needed that. <laughs> that was great. That's awesome. Um, normally, I don't do this, but I think that you gave a quote that just stunned me when I looked at it, are you the one that said it takes a village to raise a child? It takes a child with autism to raise the consciousness of the village. I submitted that. I'm not sure who originated that quote, but it resonates so, so much within our family and our group, our friends and our community. And it just, it sticks with me. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so true. It's amazing. On the difficult days, I don't see that. And on the days where I've gotten a little more clarity, it's like, oh my gosh, my greatest teacher is actually my lowest functioning son. And he really is raising my consciousness. And I love that. So thank you for bringing that to the show. So how are you today, Crystal? I'm good. I'm good. I can't say that my week has been as stellar, but I feel much better today. We had our infamous, you know, interim IEP meeting last week and it was not good. So we finally got, you know, the ball rolling on the school side and we have a really, really powerful team behind my son, JJ. And, you know, it's only up from here. And uh, tell us a little bit about JJ. So JJ is six years old. I tell everybody I did not know I was pregnant until I was 24 weeks. So he, I know, he was my biggest surprise and biggest blessing. The pregnancy was amazing. I looked better than I ever did. And so I probably didn't know I was pregnant. And I want to say that our shift in what we thought was going to be started when I got into labor. I had a really, really traumatic labor experience. JJ was resuscitated at birth. He was in the NICU for about two weeks. He was full term, healthy pregnancy, just a really, really 
yucky labor situation. They called him the football player of the NICU because he was the biggest one in there, you know, thriving every single day. He his laughter is super contagious. He's um in kindergarten now and just like in the NICU looks like a little football player. <laughs> so he's um our biggest blessing. We come from a blended family, so my stepdaughter is completely obsessed with him and has high hopes of becoming a BCBA one day. So uh-huh. he's touched so many lives just by being who he is. So that's a little glimpse of who he is. Where do you guys live? We're from Miami, Miami, Florida. Awesome. Um, when on the journey did he start missing milestones or did he kind of start on the aggressive side? Yeah. Yeah. So in the NICU, the neurologist that followed him in there kind of warned us and was like, listen, he didn't have lots of oxygen in his brain. He came out with like seizure like movement. So this is just something that you're going to have to keep track of basically for the rest of his life. And he was hitting every milestone. He was talker. He was a great eater once upon a time. And I want to say like around month 14, 15, everything just kind of halted. He was talking and naming things and people and colors and shapes and all the things. And from it literally felt like from one day to the next, it just kind of regressed. So we received his formal diagnosis when he was 18 months old. I want to say I had maybe two weeks of mourning what I thought would be his life and my life and, you know, his dad and his sister's life. And then I was like, okay, well, let's go. ABA therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. I want to say he was enrolled in all of the services that he qualified for. Is that just your personality in general? Are you... Listen, uh, <laughs> people would say it's it's a blessing in disguise. I'm very strong and somewhat hard-headed, but when it has to do with me and mine, we just kind of have to take everything for what its face value is and go forward. So it's definitely a personality trait. And, you know, for his sake, it, it it's working for the better. He has a dad or a stepdad in his life? He has a dad. Yeah, dad is very present in his life. We're not married, um, but we do live as together as a family. And my stepdaughter is 15, and she comes over every other weekend. So she's a very present person in his life as well. Did dad have the same um, way of dealing with this? No, no. Dad was in denial and lots of dad's family is still a little bit in denial or just doesn't know how to handle the situation. A lot of my family is also just doesn't know how to handle it. Um, And I can't necessarily blame them because once upon a time, that was me. I was a preschool teacher when I was in college and or for a a big chunk of the time I was in college and I never had autistic kids in my classroom. Mm -hmm. I was a swim school instructor and I now thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that one was probably autistic. That one, you know, probably had a, a, it was somewhere on the spectrum, but that was like the A word, right? We didn't, we didn't talk about the A word. So So I I kind of dove dove into this this and took it by by its head and here we are now. What does things look like on a difficult day as it relates to um, some of his unique needs? Right now, school is really hard. He is in, here in Florida, we have um, what's called a self-contained classroom. I don't know if that's what it's called 
across the nation. But here in Miami-Dade County, he's in the public school system um, and he's in a self-contained classroom and all of the children inside that specific classroom is on some broad of the spectrum. He has two teachers in the classroom and they're great. It gets harder when you're talking to administration and it gets even harder when you're talking about acronyms and lingos and terminology that you you know, as a parent of, of a kindergartner, I've never heard these things before. I thought I knew everything that there was to know at his age. But you go into this meeting, uh, this IEP meeting, and you're you're so intimidated because even though you kind of are like the cruise director of that meeting, you have no idea where you're going. Mm-hmm. So for me to better help him, I need the schools and his team support. And that's kind of like, the thick of where we're at right now as far as socializing we i bring them i take jj everywhere so i'm not one of those parents that are like oh i'm gonna get looked at or he's gonna get looked at or i'm gonna have to answer uncomfortable questions i prefer the uncomfortable questions over the unsolicited advice so when someone asks me a question i'm i either know the answer to it or i'm like you know what let me find that out for you but as of lately, JJ's been very big into stimming and it's joyful stimming. You stimming know, not stimming. affect anyone. I consider it when he's on his best behavior. And I've been getting older people like kind of scolding him. Like, mm-hmm. why are you doing that? Or don't hold your lips together. That's rude. Or mom, take away the phone. Technology is the devil nowadays. And you know, he's not on a communication device at this point in our journey. But what if that was his communication device? And the way that I've noticed is, you know, now screen time is like the big taboo thing going around. And sometimes JJ just needs that screen time to block everyone else out. And I wish I can like put that on a t-shirt for him when we go out but it's not until somebody or you know my mom or I tell that person hey he's autistic then all of a sudden it's oh my goodness I'm so sorry but like why does it have to be that way why do we have to publicize and announce his diagnosis for people to you know feel sorry for him or for me to have to justify his stimming and that's Along with IEP meetings, that's probably like my biggest stress factor and my biggest hurdle that we're going through right now is trying to eliminate society's expectations and just letting him be who he is. Right. What else about the IEP didn't you like? So there's all these terms and acronyms and and this sort of staged belief that you're the cruise director when really they're just trying to move you through the the process. We get that. What else? It sounds like it was a pretty unenjoyable event for you. What else about it? Yeah. So I should start by saying that this was our fourth IEP meeting. You know, we took early intervention and we took all the course of actions that we needed to in the beginning. But um, our first IEP basically didn't count because COVID hit very soon after. Then there was a lot of controversy around the mask wearing and JJ wasn't permitted to go to school school for about two years because he couldn't tolerate the mask. Mm. So those those IEP meetings were still happening, but we weren't using them. This was our first IEP meeting in person since COVID. And and I knew that I could bring people with me. We had his BCBA there. 
we have, you know, these community resources that provide us with case managers and a success coach and all that. So I came geared with the correct people, but there wasn't good notice of what type of meeting it actually was. We asked for an interim meeting. And when we got there, they were like, no, we're ready for the annual. But no one was on notice on that. They were also a lot of discrepancies inside his psychoeducational that they took last year when he was in pre-kindergarten. They're like, oh, well, he already did his psychoeducational and, you know, his IQ is here. But when we dove deeper into that, it was revealed that part of that assessment wasn't even completed because of his behaviors. There was something called a BIP, which... I'm still trying to remember what BIP actually means because in my course of work, it means something totally different. But basically his behavioral plan had not even been touched or looked at or utilized. And it's February. Um, School started for us in August. So that was really disappointing to hear. And as much as you love the teachers and as much as you know how well the teachers are treating your kid, it's like, okay, well... What else can you do besides showing him the love and and respect and, you know, acceptance that he needs? Like, it's so much deeper than that. So the meeting became very hostile and very yeah. tense and awkward. Yeah. Luckily for me, I have a really, really strong team behind him. And they kind of carried the weight of that meeting. And I just had to carry my face. Because it was a a mixture between being shocked and then being like upset and then being really sad because you're like, they're talking about my kid, but I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. So it was, I'm hoping that, you know, the next IEP meeting and now that we have the ball rolling and we're going into the right place, that it's better. But I'm here to say that like if IEP meetings suck for you as much as they did for me, like you're not alone. And I took to my social media page to kind of get like a poll of, you know, am I the only one? And I was floored to see how many people are discouraged and just so lost in such an important meeting. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up advocating on social media and using that resource. The reason I wanted to dig into it is not for the what I fear. And my fear is that the parents listening in Naked Parent Nation that either haven't gone through an IEP, we just scared the hell out of them by, yeah. by going into this. But I think it's important because these aren't things that parents with typical kids have to figure out by this age. It's hard enough to figure out how most people are still like not even sure how to be a parent by this age, let alone figure out all of that jargon that you just talked about and then figuring out people's true intentions. Are they just trying to like get the signature on the paper? You know, is this a legal thing that we're trying to cover our ass type thing? Or are we like really here about the best interests of my child and their future? Um, So thank you for digging into that a little bit. How have you, you said that, you know, you took two weeks and then you just said it's, t- it's game on. How do you take care of you? This is a hard day. How do you get through the difficult days? What do you do for you? So well, when we talked a little bit about social media for the entire pandemic, that's all I had. I'm a very extroverted person. I need people as much as I need water, it feels like, and and the pandemic really revealed. And social media was my only source of 
not working and not having my kid on top of me trying to figure out why mommy was on the computer and not paying attention to him all day. So I became an accidental influencer, I like to say, because all of a sudden I start throwing some truth out there and, you know, brands and companies are reaching out to me and, hey, do you want this? Can you talk about that? And, you know, you know, the free stuff is always cool. But the fact that I was getting people's attention and bringing so much awareness about, hey, we're stuck at home. And for an extroverted person like me who has a kid who needs to go outside and ground himself, this really sucks, (laughs) you know? know? So I was really pleasantly surprised to what social media became, at least for us, for me. And what I do for myself now is I just dive into any community event. I I make sure that that there's friends around around me. I make sure that there's friends with kids, specifically around JJ's age, because even though he can't interact or even socialize the way that some of my friends, you know, kids can, like our kids are all within the same generation. Our kids are going to be exposed with people with cognitive and mental health disabilities or invisible disabilities or autism or Down syndrome or whatever the case may be, whatever ability your child is on. Other people's kids are growing up within the same generation. So I make it a point to expose him and have people exposed to him too. Aside from that, I like my manicures and pedicures. Um, I like my long baths. I like binge watching on my shows. But for me, as an extroverted mom, I try to indulge with my friends and family. Aside from my time with JJ as much as possible. I'm really, really fortunate that my mom and my brother uh, and his girlfriend are very, very familiar with him and his needs. And they're able to stay with him and take care for him in ways that I can't just, you know, pick up the phone and call a babysitter. That's kind of how I indulge, just being around people and being out and about in the world with or without my kid and without guilt, parents. Like, I know that's a whole nother subject matter, (laughs) but that guilt, I know it's very real for a lot of parents. And for me, I just kind of remind myself, listen, your entire world revolves around your kid. And if you can't be in a good conscious mind space, in a good soul space for yourself, you're never going to be the adequate parent that your child deserves. Hallelujah. I love that. That's awesome. How do we follow you? How do we find you? Where do we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram. I recently changed my handle to at the inclusive mama. I'm trying to take TikTok by its horns, but it's not as easy, but definitely Instagram. I'm very present and consistent on that platform and happy to help talk, vent, cry. I I just had a breakfast with an Insta friend recently and it was amazing. And I wish it wouldn't be so weird for people to just like, hey, you're really cool. Can we just hang out and have coffee and me being the extroverted person that I am, I will say yes, but you never know if you don't try. But mm-hmm. definitely Instagram and, you know, welcome to all lives and DMs and all of that stuff. So definitely on Instagram, you can find me at, at the inclusive mama. Awesome. Hey, uh, before I forget, will you send me that so we can put it in the show notes? Um, the handle just so that we can have it right. And then I'm going to 
find you and maybe we'll have coffee someday. Yes, perfect. <laughs> What's something you're excited about kind of where JJ's at in his life? What, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I, well, we have a trip to SeaWorld coming up. We recently found out that fish and, and big bodies of water really fascinate him. And we live in Miami, right? So exploring, taking him to the beach and taking him to aquariums and all of these things are kind of these new trips that we're really looking forward to. And we're really trying to pinpoint where on our scope we can take him and include him in. But aside from that, I'm just excited with what this IEP meeting is going to reveal and where it's going to take him as far as school goes. Whether that means him staying in the public school system or us finding out that maybe private school or an ABA-based school would be better for him. I just think that because that IEP was so hard, it's only up from here. So I'm really, really excited to see what all of that reveals and, you know, continuing on with therapy and seeing how much more he thrives next year, five years, 10 years from now. I love that spirit that you bring to adversity. And may we all remember that in the challenging moments are the big growth opportunities. And yeah, it's not always definitely. easy to remember when, you know, you're, when I'm angry or frustrated, but um, it's the truth. So yeah. I love that perspective. It motivates me. So we do kind of like a lightning round to just kind of get more of your thoughts and more of your journey where you give like one word to one sentence answers to different questions. Are you up for it? Let's do it. All right. What's the best advice you have received? Never forget to take care of yourself. Yes. What online course topic would you sign up for today if it was available? How to include the elder community into becoming more ex inclusive. I like that. <laughs> Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? I would say your school board members would probably be your top resource. I recently found that out and I am utilizing that as we speak. I have meetings set up with the school board members that I did not know we can reach out to and um, taking advantage of that now as we speak. It's good to know that we have somebody who's changing the world in Miami. I have that feeling, Crystal. I have that feeling about you. <laughs> Thank um, you. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? Uh, more time. <laughs> All right. I'll see what I can do about that. <laughs> do you have a favorite product that you use for yourself, your child, or your family that you just love and couldn't live without? That would probably be my BJ's wholesale membership card. <laughs> nice. Buying all the good stuff in bulk. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I like that. From what we've talked about or just like what's on your heart to that parent that feels taken down by the IEP or just kind of feels taken down by the cards that are in their hand right now, what do you say to them? I would say find your people. Your people do not even have to be your family. They do not have to be people that live in your home. They do not have to be people that live in your state. Just find your people. There's a whole online community of autism moms and parents that are open and willing and welcoming and will guide you in the direction that you didn't even know you had to go in. Just finding your people. I know Facebook is a really great resource for um, online support groups and online communities that deal with specific needs. 
and you never know what Insta person you're following that you're, you know, you're kind of like, okay, that person has this attitude and that person is making all these reels and TikToks and I resonate so much with them. You never know what resources that person has to guide you into the city that you need those resources for. So don't be afraid to send that DM. We don't think it's weird. I mean, I could speak for myself. I don't think it's weird. And I think that the more you expose yourself, even if that's just privately, the more resources you're going to get to better yourself and better your kid. I love it. I love this conversation. You inspired me to even get out there. I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show. Your Instagram handle again is at the inclusive mama. Okay. And we'll get that in the show notes to you and your family. We wish you all the best. And real quick, before I let you go, um, we had a lady on the show one time that said that there's free passes and free like fast passes and all that at amusement parks for when you have special needs children. So look into that. Yeah. She said that all theme parks and everything could sometimes have to leave early because of meltdowns and things and that they have resources for the special needs child and the caregiver, which is the parents. Oh, awesome. I'll look into that. Yeah. So thanks. Wish you you and your family all the best. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes And we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.